Welcome to Living a Better Life podcast with your host, Madeline Golick. This is a weekly podcast exploring a variety of topics on how you can live a better life, not just physically, but in all aspects of what it means to be human living in a modern world. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not replace professional or medical advice. This podcast is sponsored by Ecophysiotherapy, where their mission is to educate, empower, and rehabilitate you back to health. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. And welcome back to our wonderful listeners. Today we are talking about sexuality, sexual energy, all things sexy, sexy and fun. My guest today is April. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me, Madeline. It's so great to be here. Yeah. I, well, I, I mean, this is exciting to talk about. Exciting. <laughs> Woo. We, we hope you, we hope you get excited. Um, tell us, tell us about you and we'll kind of then dive into the summit and like why you want to, why, why it's happening and why we're talking about all this, but like, tell us sure. about you. Like, For sure. Well, I'm April Tarot. I am the founder of the Sacred Sisterhood of Sexuality. So that's my business. What I do is I bring women together in the red tent. um, And the red tent is a sacred safe place where women can come together. I do it virtually right now because, you know, COVID and all. Um, uh, So I bring them into the red tent to have them talk about sexuality and to really uncover what's in the way of them being authentic sexually. We talk about authenticity in many areas of our life, but we rarely apply it to our sexuality. So like what's in our way? Cause we're all carrying tons of baggage around sexuality and most women are not exploring it in a free way where they can really embrace who they are and they can really dive into sexuality in a really healthy, vibrant way that works for them. So that's what I do in the red tent. I bring women in so we can uncover what's in our way, get it out of the way so that we can really explore newly and really um, delve into what's possible sexually. Cause I believe we're just scratching the surface of it. Yeah. So tell us, you know, we'll dive into it a little bit deeper, but tell us, cause you have an upcoming summit. Yes. And it's going to kind of build the context of what we're talking about. Can you yes. kind of briefly chat about it and then we'll come back. We'll loop back to it. Absolutely. So the summit is called the Empowered Sexuality Summit. It takes place from April 26th to May 1st. And May 1st is Beltane. So it's uh, traditionally a time to celebrate sacred sexuality. And because we can't get in person to celebrate sacred sexuality, I'm doing an online virtual summit. And I've got 23 speakers from around the world coming together to give you 23 workshops. It's not talking heads. It's actual workshops where you get to explore something new about yourself. Some of them are really sexy. Some of them are more thinking, kind of exploring who you are, but all really fantastic. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So I guess like, why is, why is the summit important? Why should we care? Why should we care? Why wouldn't you want to care? But like, why should we care? (laughs) Well, we have such a mixed, um, we have such a mixed mess. We have so many mixed messages around sexuality in our culture, in our world. You know, it's like sex sells, got to be sexy, get the latest and greatest creams to make yourself look young and firm your skin. And, you know, got to have the best bra and blah, blah, blah to make yourself look sexy. But then on the other hand, we also get the messages of, you know, sex is for 
is not for good girls. Sex is for those, you know, bad girls. Or if you have too much, you're a slut. Or if you have, you know, like we have all these crazy mixed messages of what's okay sexually. And, um, and so my, what I love about the summit is that it really brings people together to really discuss it in a really healthy way, in a way where there's not mixed messages, where it's all, let's embrace our sexuality. Let's really um, dive into who we are and get rid of all of that stuff in the way. So we can really explore it and and have it empower us because i believe when we're really in touch with our sexual energy man there's no stopping us like a woman's sexual energy when she's in touch with it and it's alive and well it's palpable and you can feel it and it adds to charisma and confidence and so much else in her life so it's um I, it's there's so much in this whole topic and I'm loving, loving, loving the speakers that I've got. They've got amazing workshops that are all different aspects and yeah, it's a really well-rounded summit. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. I, I think it's it, like important what you mess, uh, what you were saying about, you know, the different messaging about like the values that we attach and the judgments that we attach and it makes it so difficult for people to just let go and like be and explore. Like we're so afraid of the different sensations in our body. We're so afraid of what people are going to think. We're so afraid of what people are going to think. We don't want to explore. So we stay with what we know. We don't experiment out. God forbid what it was, what my partner going to think, what are other people going to think? Like there's just so much constriction Mm-hmm. around something that is so built into our DNA. Like, yes. Right. Like we need to have sex. There is no human race without it. You know what I mean? Exactly. But, but I think we get stuck because we've made it just about that. Yes. And it's like, well, nobody's going to want to have sex if it's kind of the same all the time over and over there's no energy to it there's no excite like it, it is meant to be lived and experienced and enjoyed and there's just mm-hmm. so much i i like i can literally feel it in myself like when i think about it it's like i'm being wound and bound and ropes and you know holy we gotta break free we really do. I, I really feel like we have not even scratched the surface on what's possible when we really allow our sexual energy to flow. Like if you think about it, sexual energy is the most creative energy that we know of. It creates life. Like it actually creates another human being. I know there's other ways of making human beings now, but most part we're all made through sex, right? So it has that potential. And and when we, when we limit it to it's with, you know, this partner and it's only for procreation or yeah, okay, I'm married so I can have fun with it, but it's going to be the same over and over again. It just, there's so much more available. Like I've been exploring sacred sexuality for over 20 years and I feel like I'm just beginning like to see what's, what's possible. Like the healing that's available with sexual energy is so profound. I have had the most profound healings of my life in a sacred sexuality ritual. Like, Oh my goodness. Something that your listeners may be able to relate to when you've had such an amazing orgasm and you start to cry. (laughs) And then you're like, 
oh my God, why am I crying? That's ridiculous. Why I shouldn't be crying. What's happening? Oh my God, stop it. Stop it. Stop, stop, control that. No, release that. That's something in your body that needs to come out. There's emotions that have been stuck and jarred and your the sexual energy is freeing them up. So let them go. Like it's a beautiful way. Like, so, and that's just like scratching the surface, you know, like using this energy for so many other things. Like I use it for manifesting. <laughs> Like, cause really it's like such a powerful energy and orgasm is a great way to release that energy. So it's like focus on something orgasm and whoo, release it to the world. I created the house I'm living in through that. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I, you know, and I think especially for women, like yeah. we lack a lot of research, you know, into female sexuality, you know, we get shamed for talking about female sexuality. Um, but there, like, there are some books that I've like just recently been exposed to around female sexuality. And I'm like, oh my God, like, whoo, like Wednesday Martin's Untrue. You have Come As You Are from Emily Nagowski. I was like, what? what? <laughs> I was like, what? Accelerators and brakes? And like, why isn't anybody told this? And like, I love how she talks about like the different manifestations of female sexuality. Very different, but all normal. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, like, where do we learn about sexuality? Uh, I don't know. Well, some of us had a talk you know, when we're kids or teenagers, which, you know, God bless our parents probably wasn't the best because they didn't get the talk either. So they have all their baggage around sexuality of, oh, I shouldn't talk about it. And you know, and then, you know, as teenagers, we kind of fumble through some experiences of maybe kissing and then maybe going a little bit further. And both of you are fumbling. You talk to your friends. They don't know any more than you do. Right? Or you don't talk to your friends because, because it's too embarrassing it's embarrassing or then it opens up doors for self-judgment like for judgment like there's a lot of social dynamics centered around exactly around that piece uh that can make it challenging to talk about openly yep and Um, then and then we stumble upon pornography right and pornography you know there are pluses and minuses about it but in general 98 percent of it is made for the male visual cortex it's meant for a male dominated audience and they are stimulated visually and so it's get to the hardcore stuff get to it now get to it fast you know have the money shot at the end and that's it and so then we think oh that's what sexuality is right so yeah women are watching it you know girls are watching it boys are watching it so then the boys are like oh well, yeah that turns me on that's what i want to do and so that's what happens sexually and then the women are like well, that wasn't really enjoyable. Oh, there must be something wrong with me because that's the way it's supposed to be. And I don't like it. Therefore, I'm the one who's deficient. I'm the one who, you know, and nobody's sitting there holding teenagers' hands and telling them, now this is made for a visual male cortex. And this is not necessarily how to please a woman and, and, and. Like, can you do things in porn that pleases, that, you know, do those things please women? Yeah, some of the time, but there's so much more. You know, like, is there warm up in a porn? Not usually, (laughs) you know? And so as women, if we're not so turned on, like automatically by it, it's like, 
well, then what's wrong with me? And so we're left with this whole paradigm of it's shameful. It's embarrassing. I'm doing it wrong. I clearly don't enjoy it. And then we wonder why women stop having sex and are in horrible marriages where they're just not happy. And their partners are like, they just really want to please us. And they don't know what they're doing wrong either. It's just our whole culture is set up around sexuality for complete failure. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, you strike a a really important piece that, you know, if something doesn't go the way we sort of expect it, it automatically shows up in a thought, like there's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, or, or, you know, we, it takes too long or I take too long. So forget it. Like, you know what I mean? And so we dismiss our wants, we dismiss our needs. We, you know, then we wonder why we hit mid middle age and we're like dissatisfied. Like we're just not necessarily just because of that, because, but we come to an age where we're just like, why, why, why bother? Why, why do I feel the way I feel? Yeah. Um, so many things come up and so interesting. And that was like in Emily Nagowski's book where I was like, Oh, like, there was just so many things that like, even I thought, even as a healthcare provider, I've thought about sexuality and I was like, man, okay, this is so helpful. Why isn't this being like taught to women about accelerators and brakes? And like, you know, what does it mean if you don't get turned on right away? You're yes. not broken. You just have a, maybe more, um, you know, more, break than accelerator you know what I mean like it takes a little while for your foot to come off the brake so that you can get wound up to be aroused like there was just so many things from a biological perspective from a physiology perspective women do not become aroused the same way men do no we don't not in the slightest and the other thing too is all these thoughts that we create about us being broken and that our bodies aren't working the way they're supposed to that trauma, if you want to call it trauma, those thoughts that are not serving us get trapped in our bodies. So I used to be a midwife and I was amazed at, you know, doing vaginal exams. Some women, I could barely get a finger into their vagina. I'm like, how did you get pregnant? Like, wow. And they're just like clamping down. Like I know you're a physiotherapist, so you know that, right? So it's like that pelvic floor is just so hypertonic and, and nobody's ever taught them how to relax their pelvic muscles. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, so we're going to breathe and we're, you know, I walk them through it and they're like, nobody's ever made me make that connection between my body and my vagina. No wonder sex hurts. You know, I've heard like in, in, in the red tent in my course, I'm, I'm, I, I'm getting all these women telling me, like, I talked to my doctor, I talked to my OB-GYN about it. And all I got was buy a bottle of lube and relax and you'll be fine. And yeah, I'm well, like, you, you can't relax a muscle that you don't know you like, you don't like, <laughs> you're not connected to, right. Which is like a foundational piece that what we do, you know, when I try to describe, you know, relax your pelvic floor, like it's probably the you know, of all the techniques that I teach, letting go of the pelvic floor is a challenge for many, many women. Absolutely. I mean, but can you imagine a man going to a doctor and saying, my penis hurts and them saying, well, here's a bottle of lube and relax and go home. 
Like it would never happen. So why have we been dismissing women's sexuality for so long? I mean, like how long ago did they discover the entirety of of the clitoris? Like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, like, (laughs) you know, like it's been in my lifetime that they're like, oh, actually the clitoris isn't just a little tiny pea that's, you know, at the top of the labia. Oh, there's, wow. There's like all of these branches to it. And oh my God, like, are you serious? Like really? And it, and it, and it comes from the patriarchal world of medicine of let's study the male body and not necessarily the female body. And, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy that that research is happening now. And there's women writing amazing books and explaining it all. And, you know, that's what we need to do is we need to like, take it back. Like this is our sexuality. Let's own it. Let's be proud of it. Let's teach each other about it. Let's teach each other what's possible with it. So that's what we're all about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, and, and my, I guess like a sidebar question is, you know, why is it so challenging for us to talk about it? Again, messaging. I mean, if your parents aren't talking about it. Yeah. You know, and I, I even grew up in a very open home, like very sex positive. We talked about sexuality, I would say way more regularly than most households. And even when I was raising my kids, they were being influenced not to talk about it from other people. And I'm like, come on, let's talk about it. Let's talk about masturbation. Are you masturbating? Mom, you can't say that. I'm like, why not? (laughs) Right? Like, let's talk about it. You know, like this is a beautiful part of being human. We get these amazing sexuality feelings, sexual energy, like let's explore and have fun with it. And even as like my kids, and I remember once, oh, this is a long time ago. My son's going to kill me if he ever hears this. Um, But he was probably 14, 15. And I took him and a friend of his skiing. And I said to them, okay, guys, today you have a free pass. You can ask me anything you want. Cause of course you've got all the time on the chairlifts, right? Like you can ask me anything you want about sexuality, free pass, no embarrassment, no shame. Let's just talk about it all. And his friend was like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Where else are you going to get the education? Rather you learn it from me than from somebody else. And oh my goodness, the conversations we had on the chairlift were, it was the most fun day skiing ever. They were like, so how do I please a woman? (laughs) It was like, okay, let's get into it. And you know, I'm talking about the clitoris and I'm talking about the G spot and I'm talking about women need more time to warm up. And his friend was just, and my son was quite embarrassed at first, but then he slowly got into it. And his friend was just like, I'm taking advantage of this. I'll ask as many questions as I possibly can. Well, I I suppose for the friend, it's less like, well, it's not my mom, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, we're you know, I think some of the challenges, like you know, as parents, we're we're not equipped with the education, so it makes it difficult for us to um, talk about it. And how do we pick the right language? And you know, it gets kind of a, a little bit you know complicated. Um, the way that I like to think about it with my daughter, like for example, is like I just name the part what it is anatomically. Absolutely. Like, I don't give it, like, I just, I just matter of factly, boys have a penis, girls have a vulva. Yep. (laughs) Thank you for using vulva, by the way, and not. I know, right? (laughs) Well, well, but that's the other thing, right? Um, Yeah, like, the it's a vulva, not a vagina. The vagina is just the canal, like, you know, but, you know, being pelvic floor physio, like, I talk about this all the time, you know, so I, I, I certainly feel comfortable just to be like, I'm just going to use the anatomical word for it. And if I don't get weird about it and just speak matter of factly, 
then she doesn't need to get weird about it. And she can just talk, you know, like know what it is. Exactly. Exactly. What it is. I, I like to say, if you're embarrassed about it, they'll be embarrassed by it. If you're not embarrassed by it, like you're just talking matter of factly, yes, mom and dad have sex. Yes. if our, I mean, in my household growing up, I mean, God bless my parents. They were definitely well advanced for their time, I think. But it was like, if their bedroom door is closed, they're having sex. That's what it meant. It was like, if their bedroom door is closed, they're having sex. So you do not knock on that door unless you really need us. Yeah, yeah. The house is burning down. It's you know? Good, and it was like, a good example. Oh, okay. Okay. And so it's like, oh, the doors. Oh, yeah. And so like, literally my like friends would come over or whatever. And I'd see that they're, they were in their bedroom. The door was closed. Like, oh, my parents are having sex. And they're like, oh my God, your parents are having sex. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, so <laughs> it's, that's just the way it is. Like, so, so they could have their private time. I just knew that it was, you know, them to have their time. And that's just what adults do, you know? So it was always just, a, it was, you know, it was just, it was a real, I think a really good lesson for myself. And I think that's what has me be so easy to be able to talk about sexuality too. Plus also, you know, as a midwife for 10 years, it's like, literally I'm, you know, educating people, you know, can I have sex when I'm pregnant? Yes. You can have sex when you're pregnant. No, you know, his penis is not hitting the baby over and over again. I promise. And you yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I, I do feel, you know, I, I do feel as a, I guess a disclaimer, you know, there are certain professions that, you know, you, you know, we we're, we're sort of more open to talk about it because, you know, we talk about it every single every single day in a, mm-hmm. you know, in a therapeutic set, you know, in a therapeutic um, setting. Um, but we could even probably break a little more free from our rigidity too, because, you know, being so medicalized. Right. And I think that's why, you know, summits like this can be, um, you know, just really fun and helpful because it can take some of the seriousness and some of the medicalization out. And, you know, we could just be like, all right, like, what's this all about? Yeah. And what, what I love about the summit too, is that it's virtual. It's they're pre-recorded, so you can watch them. I mean, if you buy an all access pass, you have unlimited access to it however you want. Otherwise it's free and you have access for three days, but it's in your own home, right? So you get to determine how private it is, right? Like, there's nobody else watching it with you. It's up to you. If you want to take the exercises to the bedroom, have some fun, you know? So it's, you can, you don't need to be like, oh, I'm going to go to a class and somebody's going to see me and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I would love it if we could all say, yeah, I'm going to a sex festival on the weekend. See ya. And be totally open about it. I mean, I've been going to sexual festivals for 20 plus years and it's like, you know, my inner circle knew about it, but now I'm like open about it because this is what I'm teaching. Right. It's like, I've been studying this for 20 years. And one thing I love about in-person festivals, it's like, actually, this is how it came to be was because COVID hit and I go to four sacred sexuality festivals a year and they were all gone. And I always knew that I loved them and it was a good part of, you know, they were fun to go to. And, you know, I taught at, I was at a point where I was teaching at them and, and they're always fun, but when they were stolen from me, <laughs> like when they were cut off, I, I couldn't believe the effect it had on me. Like I was grieving. Like it was like, it was like somebody taking my oxygen away. I'm like, okay, why are these so important to me? Like, like I really went through some good self-reflection on why I felt they were so integral to me. And what I got was that when I'm at the festivals, I am a hundred percent totally free to be me. There is, I don't have to put on any facade. I don't have to put on any mask. I can talk about whatever I want with whoever I want. Nobody's judging me. Like 
I am free to be me. Like I can let my freak flag fly as much as I want. And I'm like, oh, that's what I'm missing is that a hundred percent safe space where I can just be me and explore these things that are so near and dear to my heart. And I can explore my sexuality in a safe place where consent is always, always present. And it's all respect and it's just a beautiful place to be with people who are of the exact same mind, who are like just as open-minded. And I'm like, oh, that's why it's so important. So that's where the sacred sisterhood of sexuality came. It's like, well, how do I create that here? You know, in a time of COVID, in a time of like, I can't go and be with people. And so that's where the sacred sisterhood of sexuality came to be. Is like, I'm going to create that safe space where other women can come and we can have these conversations and you can come with all of those thoughts and all of those beliefs that you have that are holding you back and say, this is what I got. And I'm like, okay, yeah. great. Let's look at that. Is that working for you? No. Yeah. Okay, great. How are you going to let that go? Cause it's not serving you. It's time to let that go. And so that's what I created. And that's the kind of work that I do in my, in my courses online. Amazing. I want to talk a little bit about like sexuality and, and age. Mm, great. Talk. Um, you know, cause when, when you're, you know, when you're young, it's like one thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but you know, when you've been, let's say with somebody for a period of time and time obviously passes, our bodies change, we have children, our bodies change again, you know, does sexuality change over time? Do, do we want and need different things? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Everything changes. I mean, as a midwife, again, I talked about it with my clients, things are going to change, but make sure you keep that relationship central, right? Because when we have like, A, we're pregnant, hormones go crazy. Some women love sex when they're pregnant. Some women hate it, you know, all's okay. But after the baby comes, you're not focused on your sexuality at all anymore. You're focused on being a mom. You're focused on, you know, keeping food on the table. You're focused on so many other things that sexuality kind of takes a back seat. And I was always there telling my clients, make sure you stoke those fires, make sure you stoke those fires because your relationship is so important. Don't let the baby become the be all and end all, you know, make sure you take time for your relationship. And then of course, breastfeeding changes hormones again, and then you stop breastfeeding and that changes hormones again, you know, and then you go through that whole cycle again, if you have another baby and it keeps going and then okay great we're done having babies and then again you're focusing on your kids and soccer practice and this and that and tired and exhausted and you know how many times have we had sex and we're literally in our heads going okay what has to get done tomorrow oh god that didn't get done this didn't get done oh i gotta go grocery shopping i gotta get this done i'm like oh yeah i'm supposed to be having sex right now oh oops (laughs) so (laughs) it's definitely don't don't you listeners lie you you've done this before oh absolutely oh damn i forgot to get that at the grocery store today i'll have to get tomorrow oh that laundry it's it's totally 100 percent happened (laughs) where you're like catching yourself mid and you're like wait what am i doing again (laughs) oh wait oh hi hi nice to see you you're my husband okay great but but this is something we need to acknowledge and understand. And, and Emily Nagowski talks about this in her book, talking about like, those are the breaks. Those are the things that like take away. I mean, our biggest sex organ is our brain. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So if our brain is not on task and we were stressed and like, of course, we're not going to be relaxed. Of course, it's not going to be pleasurable. 
Exactly. Exactly. So we just need to like get that as our life changes, what we need sexually is absolutely going to change as well. You know, that busy mom who is like, pulled 50,000 sides, like in 50,000 directions, she needs to be focused in her body. She needs something. She needs to make sure that everything else is taken care of. So she can focus on her body. She can slow down, you know, like start with a bath, start with a romantic dinner, have her like slowing down her brain. Mm -hmm. If you can slow down a woman's brain and get her into her body, thank you. What a beautiful gift that is because that's the hardest part. And as a woman, just to become like responsible for that. Like, just like, oh, okay. I am in errand mode. I am in tomorrow mode. I am in all these other places. I need to be responsible for my own sexuality. I want, I know it's a priority in my life. I'm going to like take the time to slow my own brain down and do what I need to do so that I can get in the right headspace so that I can receive my partner in a way that's going to work for both of us. Right. So there's that. Plus there's also just communicating that to your partner. Right. Cause when you were 20 and you first met, yeah, you could get turned on in a snap. Right. Cause who doesn't at 20, right. Our hormones yeah. are going crazy and you know, all is great. So just learning that, you know, and then as our, as we get into our forties and, you know, perimenopause and menopause hits, you got to slow it down even more because our bodies are taking way longer to respond. Right. But there's also a beautiful wisdom that we also get around this age where it's like all that stuff of giving a crap about what other people think kind of gets put back. So it's like, it's time for me now, you know, that's where most of my clients are is like in that 40 plus zone where it's like, okay, it's time to focus on me now. I've been putting this on the back burner. I've been forgetting about this. I've been pushing aside. It's time to work on me. And it's like, yes, come let's talk. Let's, let's really talk about who you are right here, right now. What works for you now, what worked for you in your 20 is not going to work for you now. Let's slow things down. Let's get into our bodies. Let's really enjoy the sensuality of it as opposed to wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Yeah. How do we, so uh, how do we learn pleasure? You know, <laughs> because when you're in your teens, like you don't know what you don't know. Like you're kind of just doing, I mean, not everybody kind of gets enough education or not everybody is in a, in a place where they feel safe enough to, you know, explore and, you know, what, what will my partner think if I want to try something and it's not working or maybe it is working or like, what is he going to think of me if I ask for this X, Y, or Z, you know, like mm -hmm. there's just so much more, I think, mental pressure. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, like you're in your forties, you know, or late, you know, in and around that time frame, And you're like, okay, I am what I'm I want to focus on me, but I've never, ever taken the time to figure that out. Like how, 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 how do, how do we learn? Where do we, how do we go? I think the first thing, first place you need to start is your mindset, right? Like good for you for saying now it's time for me. Like fantastic. That's, that takes a huge leap to go from constantly taking care of everybody else to, okay, wait, I am important. My needs, my needs are important here. So that's the first step, which is fantastic. The second thing is you got to do some personal excavation. Like you got to look at what's in my way. Like, what do I want sexually? Probably you don't know. Okay. So what's in my way of looking at what I want? That's what you, that's the work to be done of like, okay, I've got this thought that, you know, if I go explore my sexuality, I'm going to be a slut or um, my husband's going to think I'm crazy or how could I possibly communicate what I want? Or I don't even know where to start. <laughs> 
right? Yeah. So all of that is there. So just take note of all of that. Okay, look at all the stuff that's in my way and do whatever you need to do to get that out of the way. And then explore. Like really, we're at a point in our lives now where we can just have the straight conversations with our partners of, you know what? I've been ignoring sexuality for X number of years because of busy and yada, yada. But I really want to focus on it now. And I don't know what that's going to look like. Can we have those conversations? Mm. I, I can't imagine a partner being no, thank you. <laughs> oh my God. I can't imagine. Like if you come from that space of, I get that I've been ignoring it for so long. I get that it's really important. Can we have those conversations? Can we talk straight about what works and what doesn't? Cause it's going to change. It's going to be different. And it doesn't mean anything about you. And it doesn't mean anything about me. We just really, I want to explore newly because my body's different. My headspace is different. Everything's different. And, you know, I can't imagine somebody saying, no, thank you. <laughs> well, if they did, then that might be something to evaluate as well. Then that's a really good indicator that it might not be the right relationship that you're in, right? So I, I don't know. It it really depends. But I think it's it's just about being straight and, you know, coming from that place of love, but really coming from a place of love and acceptance about yourself. Yeah. Right. Cause so many of us is like, we have these thoughts and then we beat ourselves up for having that thought. Well, that's a vicious cycle to be in. We are so worthy. Uh, <laughs> we are so worthy to experience pleasure. Absolutely. And so many of us have it the opposite. Like I don't deserve pleasure. How do we get out of our heads? How do you get out of your heads? <laughs> Anything that's going to have you focus more in your body. So one thing I love about Tantra teachings is that it's all about living in your senses. So sight, sounds, what's, what are you hearing right now? If you're hearing kids or you're worried about your kids or, uh, 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 okay, you've got to like fill the room with sounds that please you, you know, whether that's beautiful music, that's relaxing, whether that's sound of light, soft porn in the background. I don't know what pleases you. Let's get some sounds that are, you know, like focus on your sound. What are you smelling right now? Is it, you know, the garbage from yesterday that hasn't been taken out? <laughs> That's going to get you into your head again. Oh, why didn't he take the garbage out? <laughs> or is it beautiful candles? Is it, you know, some great aromatherapy set something up that's going to have you, you know, have some chocolate on the bedside table. So you have that swath of chocolate every now and then, you know, you know, what are you tasting? I mean, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but let me tell you a big, ripe, juicy mango just post orgasm is one of the most sensual experiences you'll ever have. Just taking a mango and shoving it into your lover's face just after they've had the most amazing orgasm. Oh my God. It's like orgasmic in and of itself, you know, but do we think to do that? No, that's what you want to do. What? Let me tell you, add that to your to-do list. Cause is it ever good post-orgasm all of your senses are on heightened alert so the texture of the mango the juice of the mango dripping down your face the smell of it the taste of it it's like it is fantastic what does it look like in your bedroom are there you know piles of laundry that need to be done is there clutter that you're like oh man i still didn't clean that oh look at the dust over there that's going to keep you in your head but if you're in a beautiful like 
my husband and I, our bedroom is our temple. Like it is our sacred space. It is, you know, we have things that are draped. We have a big, huge um, picture of Venus de Milo up to always remind us of, you know, of, of Venus of Aphrodite of, you know, love and beauty. And, you know, we have an, we have an altar set up that is, you know, got sexual things on it. It's all in red. You know, we have, we have plush bedding that makes us feel good. So you got the texture of it and all of that. So just really like, paying attention to all of the senses. Yes. It takes more work than it did when we were 20, you know, doing the back seat of the car, not doing it for my body anymore. <laughs> right. Can I have some fun quickies? Absolutely. But I also like, I want to know that I can like get out of my head and into my body. And those are ways to really help that, you know, massage, some, get a good massage lotion that really, you know, has a good scent to it. It feels good and you can touch each other. That's going to get you into your body more than, you know, Hey, Oh, it's time to have sex. Let's go. That's where you're going to be like, Oh God. Okay. Can we get this over with now? Right. As opposed to really enjoying that pleasure and that beauty of it, because there's so much to explore and we slow it down. It's like, oh, we can really mm, get that juiciness and get that deliciousness and get that lovely pleasure. What um, what happens if we, you know, what are some things if we suppress our sexual energy? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, obviously not being, pl- not being pleased. Yes. <laughs> Clearly not having ex- expressed sexual energy. Sexual energy is connected to so much, right? Like, so if you know, like the Eastern energy centers of the chakras, right? Creativity and sexuality are in the sacral chakra, which is, you know, one above your root chakra. And those two are so connected. I know myself, if I'm blocked creatively, it's like, oh, I need to go have a good orgasm and the, and the thoughts will come to me. <laughs> creative ideas will come to me and it's amazing god god writer's block have an orgasm exactly exactly hit hit that you know hit that hashtag no yeah it's actually why why we're talking about it it's also something else that i really talk about a lot is that our sex has become so orgasm centric Mm. and that keeps us in our head as well it's like go for the gold got to get the orgasm then we're successful right? Successful in quotes, right? So uh, everybody has it that an orgasm equals success and oh, that's good. No, I actually tell my students like one of their pieces of homework is I want you to have the most juicy, delicious sex you've ever had and not allowed to orgasm. And they're like, what, what, what why would I do that? <laughs> and I'm like, just, just take the coaching, do it and tell me what happens. Like come back and report what happens. And most of them are like, oh my God, I've been ripping myself off for years because when you're having sex, it's like, oh, am I going to come yet? Am I going to come? Am I going to come? Oh, I think I'm, oh, this is looking, oh, this feels good. Okay. Yeah. Let's keep going there. Oh, let's keep going. Oh, there it is. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Oh no, it's gone. Oh crap. Oh, I, there, I'm broken again. See, it didn't work again. What, what's mm-hmm. wrong with me? Blah, 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 blah. And then we're all up in our head and there's so much more that we're missing. Like, can we just be in the pleasure? Can we just be in the joy? Can we just be in the sensations of it? And if an orgasm happens, great. And if an orgasm doesn't happen, great. You know, and especially as we're getting older, our partners are getting older. And if you have a partner of the male variety, you know, erectile dysfunction starts happening as well. You know, it's like one thing I tell my partner, sometimes there's blood in your penis and sometimes they're not. It doesn't mean anything. We can still have pleasure. We can still have intimacy. We can still enjoy each other, whether you have a heart erection or not. There's still so much more we can do, but then they get in their heads of, oh my God, oh my God. And the more they get in their heads, the worse it becomes. hundred <laughs> percent, right? So- 100%, right? Because again, remember the largest sex organ is the brain. And if you just, it's like, 
you know, flicking switches on or off, right? So if you put tremendous amounts of pressure around performance and you focus on performance and, oh my God, am I performing well? Is he enjoying this? I don't know. He obviously isn't enjoying this because he's not like it, all of those things on both ends can completely derail the entire experience. Absolutely. And so I am all about take orgasm off the table. If you have an expectation of orgasm, it's going to disappoint, right? So just take the expectation off the table. If it happens, okay, it happens. And then there's lots of things you can do with orgasm. Like one thing that I always love is I call it riding the edge of ecstasy. It's like get just to the point of orgasm, but not over the edge and just ride the edge and pull back and ride the edge and pull back and ride the edge and pull back and ride the edge and pull back. And, and what happens is that with women, our sexual energy is like you actually hit like say that, you know, normally you'd reach an orgasm at three at a level of three, right? So you go one, two, two and a half, seven point two point seven five, and then pull back. And then you're like two and a half. Okay. And then you start stimulating again, 2.753, 3.25, 3.5. Wait, where's the orgasm? Oh, there it is at four. Okay, no, come back a bit. You know, and then you can actually increase your sexual energy to a point where you can you can have extended orgasms that last a very long time, not just a poof and that's it. Like it can be waves and 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 waves and, waves and three songs later, still orgasming later kind of thing, right? So songs on the radio, I'm saying this, we're you know, in that state. So there's, there's things we can do and play with around orgasm that, you know, again, where, where do they teach you that? They sure don't show you that in porn, do they? <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. Right. Um, it's tough. It's tough because again, where do we learn pleasure and where, and how do we learn to ask for what we want? Yes. Yes. And, and, and it comes from being able to talk about it straight and getting rid of all the baggage that's in your way. It's like, if you're, if you are uncomfortable with having the conversation, I want you to ask yourself, what am I worried about? Like, if I just ask for what I want, what am I worried about? Am I worried about getting a no? Okay. No. Okay. What else can we do? So what? <laughs> right. Or is it what they're going to think about me? We'll check in with them. I'm really scared that if I have this conversation with you, that you're going to think less of me. Is there any truth to that? Like be that straight, you know, like I want to explore something new sexually. And I'm worried that if I speak it, that you're going to think less of me. I'm sure your partner's going to go, what? No, of course. And tell me, what do you want? Let's talk. Right. So it's, it's really, we really get stuck inside these conversations in our head that aren't based in reality. They're based in our interpretations of what we think maybe could be possibly, I don't know. And we make up a story and then that extends even more. And we make up another story and make up another story. And it just, you're stuck in your head and you're not actually in reality of how are they actually going to feel or respond or what have you, right? The actual conversation is where, we can, we can have a decent conversation, but if you're not actually having the conversation, then it's just in your head and it's not real. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so get real, get into conversation, have those straight conversations, see what the reactions are and deal with that and speak your fears. I know that for me, when I'm about to have a hard conversation, the first thing I do is I want to have this conversation with you. And I'm really worried about ABC. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh, 
Oh, thank you. Thank you for letting me know. And now I've, I've taken responsibility for creating that safe space, right? So I'm scared that you're going to reject me, or I'm scared that, you know, what, so I've spoken it so that I can now be responsible for that in the space of, you know, I don't want to be rejected. And, you know, if your partner loves you, they're probably gonna be like, I don't want to reject you either. So let's have that conversation, right? So um, having straight conversations is, is the best way to ask for what you want. Was that the question? I feel like we're going yep. all over, but <laughs> yep. no, no, but yeah. How do you ask for what you want? That was be straightforward. Yeah. Just be really straight and just, and be responsible for it too. Right. Where I know where a lot of women go is I don't want to ask him for what I want because then he's going to interpret it as he's doing something wrong. And I don't want him to think that he's done anything wrong. Mm. When you say it out loud, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> if he loves you, he just wants to please you. And so, you know, Hey, thank you. Thank you for letting me know what you want. That That's really great. Thank you for that advice. I don't know what he's interpreting about it. You know, like stop making up what you think he's going to think about it. Cause if you're trying to mind read, as opposed to, again, getting into the reality of the conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to loop back now to get into more specifics about okay. your upcoming summit. Cause you yes. all these amazing speakers and workshops and people are like, what kind of stuff do you do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's probably some like hesitation, like what kind of air quote workshops <laughs> are we going to do? So maybe we can kind of highlight that it's not, you know, not something super scary, you know, yeah, whatever no, you're thinking it is. <laughs> yeah, there are many. So there's 23 different workshops. They're all um, unique in their own way. Uh, we have an erotic chocolate tasting workshop. Like how much fun is that? So she's going to, uh, one of the speakers is going to walk you through um, the sensuality of chocolate. And she says, by the end of the workshop, you're going to be so dying to take a bite of that piece of chocolate. (laughs) But it's such a great way to teach people on how to get into the senses, how to get into their body, et cetera. So not so hard. You can taste a piece of chocolate. I think all of us can kind of do that. There are some that are doing meditations, some that are doing meditations on opening the energy in your sacral chakra, because that's where your sexuality is. So it's called stimulate the sacral chakra. So she goes through meditations with you. Um, there's one on uh, confidence and sexual energy. So she is, it's a workshop on getting you to kind of look at your sexual thoughts and how it affects your confidence and how to, um, and how to kind of combine the two of them together. So there are workshops in that they're, you know, guided meditations or they're guided journaling prompts, or there's worksheets for you to work through or tasting chocolate. One of them is a kissing clinic. <laughs> so um, she actually has her partner in the, um, she has her partner in the workshop. And um, so she talks all about, again, the sensuality of kissing. So if you've got a partner, it's great to have fun. Well, what a great workshop. Hey, why don't you come on over and we'll take a kissing clinic together. Right. And learn more about kissing. Right. So, you know, there's another one where it's um, uh, self-pleasure meditation and rituals. So she talks to you about how to set up for self-pleasure so you don't need to have a partner and what that could look like and, you know, walks you through that whole process. So it's all comfortable things. There's no explicit sexuality. Like it's not, you're not watching porn when you're watching it. It is just the workshop presenters kind of telling their kind of specialty, their take on things. Um, And they'll guide you through a workshop where you'll learn more about yourself because it's, it's, um, it's not just people talking at you. It's them having you look within yourself and to really explore who you are as a sexual person. 
and and experiences yeah i i think you know people might have had like ideas that it could be you know really ex- you know because when we think of sex we think of like the most explicit thing yeah. you know what i mean yeah. And, yeah. and and so like we're not going there no. you know what i mean like there mm-hmm. are there are other summits and other things that go into fetishes and ex- you know other sort of sexual practices but like this summit is really you know, about learning who you are, experiencing, reconnecting with your body, yourself, you know, and how to utilize sensual energies to build creativity, right? So absolutely. And and how to connect with your partner and yeah. communication for your relationship and things that are going to ultimately help you explore sexuality in a way that feels safe for you. Yeah. And in a way that feels juicy for you, but yeah, no, it's, there's nothing explicit. It's not like, Hey, let's get our whips and chains out. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I have no no issue with the kink world at all. Um, Something to explore when you're ready for it. Um, But that's not, this is not a kink festival in any way. This is a, you know, like one of the workshops is called uh, sacred, not secret. And she actually combines Eastern methodologies and Western methodologies to have you explore the sacredness of your sexuality, as opposed to it being the secret shameful thing. Right. So lots of really great things all along the same topics that we're, that we're talking about today. Which I think is like a great, like way to enter into, like it's so not intimidating, right? Like, because I agree, like all kinds of different sexual practices, nothing wrong with them. But I think when you're, when you haven't really learned to explore and express it's like, let's just dip our toes in, you know, you don't have to like dive right in unless you want to, of course. Totally. Yeah. There there are safe ways to explore your sexuality where you're not pushing your boundaries way out of your comfort zone. Right. So it's all done with consent. I mean, if you're watching one of the videos and you get too uncomfortable, all you have to do is turn it off. You are totally in control. Right. I can't imagine any of these workshops you being so uncomfortable. You have to turn off like they're very gentle. They're very, um, yeah, I would not call them X-rated by any stretch of the imagination. Will body parts get talked about? Yes. You know, will, you know, thing, yes, that'll get talked about. But a lot of it is, um, is just really, you know, one of them is an empowering hypnosis. So she takes you through a deep meditation to relax and uncover any blocks that you might have around your sexuality. Great. Amazing. No. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So which is like- a really good start place is what I'm saying. Like it feels exactly. so like it feels so gentle and safe and playful and like, who, okay. I can, you know, I can untie or unbound a couple of ropes and strings and just see what happens. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. I like, I like to say, you know, like I'm all about sacred sexuality and bringing it mainstream, but so many people have that. Oh my goodness. No, no, no. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm the gateway. I'm the gentle gateway. So come on in. Let's look at what's in your way. Let's get it out of the way. Yeah. And when you're ready to explore, there's lots of other places you can go. If you want to go deeper dive over here, great, but let's really hold you in a safe place, hold you in a place where you're comfortable and you can do the work that needs to be done so that you then have that freedom to then go and Explore, explore your wildest dreams explore to your your heart's content and there are there's so much in the world of sexuality <laughs> that people have no clue about i mean yeah. like in one of my courses <laughs> excuse me one of the women is like i had no idea that that even existed until so-and-so said it <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yep which is pretty funny <laughs> um absolutely 
where can people find <coughs> info? Sorry. You're like, as I'm like choking on my own spit, I got so excited. Um, I usually have water sitting here and I forgot. Um, yeah, so the summit, EmpoweredSexualitySummit.com. That one's pretty simple. Um, once you sign up for the summit, so there's the free access, which gives you three days of each of the workshops. So there's workshops for five days, Monday to Monday to Friday. There's four or five workshops a day. So lots of good content. Um, and you'll have access for those for three days. Uh, and that's the free summit. If you choose to buy the all access pass, it's only $69. It is a sex summit. So we had to make it $69. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So um, the all-access pass is only, it's $69 until the summit starts and then it jumps to $96. So, you know, let's reverse that. Um, so if you buy an all-access pass, you have unlimited access. You can watch the workshops at your heart's content. There's no, like they, they don't come Limits. down. Yeah. So yeah, unlimited. And then also we're having a red tent event on the Saturday, May 1st. So May 1st is Beltane, which is the celebration of sexuality. And um, I'm bringing about probably about two thirds of the speakers are coming onto a Zoom call. Um, and so anybody who has an all-access pass can come onto the Zoom call and all of us are going to be in the red tent. And the experts are going to be trading secrets with each other. So you get to really listen to the pros. <laughs> Amazing, and listen, and listen to our con our conversation of you know what's the best sex we've had and what are your best sexual tips and what do you do about this and then we'll open it to question and answer but that's only available the all access pass that will also be recorded so if you can't make it on the first then you'll you'll have that as part of the all access pass as well so it's definitely worth the jump for the all access pass these are workshops you're going to want to do over and over again some of them are like oh yeah I want to do that one again oh yeah oh another one that I love is sensuality for overthinkers because we're talking about being in our head. Yeah. So she actually takes you through a process of getting out of your head and into your body and to stop mind effing it. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that one too. I think it's so great. Sensuality for overthinkers. That's another one that I'm really excited about. Uh, that all sounds super duper amazing. And to our listeners, we'll post the link um, to the website where you can sign up and read more and see who the speakers are and all of that fun stuff. Um, that will be in the show notes. April, this has been a lot of fun. Hopefully, so fun. hopefully a little inspirational and exciting <laughs> for people to, you know, want to jump on the bandwagon and, you know, like open, open up the energies and like really love, love yourself. There's, there's zero risk. It's a free summit. You yeah. can watch as much or as little as you want jump on in. Even if you just do one workshop, it'll be worth it for you. Exactly. Exactly. So thank you so much for taking time to come chat with me about this. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously I want to thank our listeners for hopping on and joining us every week. And if this is the first time you're listening, well, subscribe to the podcast because <laughs> you don't want to miss the weekly, you know, guests. We have so many wide ranging topics and you might learn something you didn't even know existed. Um, <laughs> So yeah, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends, your girlfriends, you know, especially if you guys are chitter chattering about your, your sex lives, be like, Ooh, let's chitter chatter about the sexual summit. Like, so share it out and join on in and we will connect with everybody on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Living a Better Life podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our show to stay up to date with our latest and greatest episodes. We would also love to hear your comments, suggestions, and reviews. Thanks again. Until the next episode. Bye for now.